0: Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q.
1: And here we are, kicking off hour number three of Unnecessary Roughness today on Raider Nation Radio 920. DeMond Cotton and your boy, Q. We're going to kick off this hour with our guy, Mick Akers, from the Las Vegas Review Journal. You can find Mick on Twitter, at Mick Akers. And Mick, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I do appreciate you, my man. I, I had to reach out to you because, one, you're the guy around town, man. I mean, you, you got your hands on, and you, you kind of got a little bit of knowledge about everything going on around town, so we definitely appreciate you, and uh, can't wait to pick your brain with some of these different uh, things going on. But... Uh, Just recently, the Clark County Commission's office, they approved plans for the Boring Company's Vegas Loop. And I told DeMond about that, and he kind of rolled his eyes and said, I'll believe it when I see it. So what does this mean in, like, layman's terms? What does this mean as far as the the possibility of this thing actually getting done?
2: Yeah, so the approval was basically for their, you know, the sign and then a franchise agreement, which, you know, allows them to operate it. A uh, 50-year franchise agreement began once they approved that uh, this week. So now they can go through and uh, start, you know, applying for the building permits and such. Um, they're going to have 51 different stops at various resorts, uh, Legion Stadium, UNLV, and all that. So each each uh, stop will have to have its own station approved, so it can't just be approved, you know, just has it has to be each stop individually mm. approved. You know, there's a little bit of work to go into that. Uh, But this is like the last step they had to do before they can, you know, try to get the construction process going. So, you know, it looks like it's on the fast track to get, you know, basically underground digging and get that tunnel
3: going.
1: And so when they do go through with this, whenever that that is, whenever they get all the approvals that they need and they start digging, like you say, get these tunnels going. uh, How long is this supposed, um, you know, process? How long is this supposed to take?
2: Yeah, so the, they uh, they said they try you know they're trying to get this underway within the next year, so you know not too long. Uh, they're going to build it out in phases, so you okay. know as it goes. Right now, they have the the convention center loop, the, you know three stations at the the various uh, expo centers at the convention center, and they're in the process of digging one across to the resorts world to connect it to uh, the convention center. So that's going to be the first you know actual strip station. So from there, they're going to start going up you know the resort corridor. Um, down towards the stadium and also downtown, they have to wait for the downtown approval with the city of Las Vegas, different jurisdiction. Uh, so you know it's going to take some time. They said you know they're going to kick it off with about five to ten stations, and then each year they're going to add up to twenty new ones. Okay. So you know I'm, I'm assuming it's going to take you know you know two to three years once they start digging. They have three years you know to get at least a portion of the the tunnel going, you know, after this agreement was approved. So, you know, they do have a time frame that where they have to have some of this going. So it's not going to be overnight or anything, but, you know, not too long term. About two to three years, um, I think, before they reach, you know, I'd say the Legion Stadium where they have two stations planned there.
1: So I guess I'm not taking it to the Vegas. I'm not taking the Vegas loop to the next home game. <laughs> I guess that's not going to happen <laughs> that fast. We're talking right now with Mick Akers from the Las Vegas Review-Journal here on NSA Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. My man, DeMond Cotton, wanted to ask you a question. Go ahead, DeMond. Yeah, Mick.
4: Um, how much involvement is Elon Musk going to have in this directly? Because I'm a little bit weary because he's kind of a billionaire snake oil salesman. Why are you a hater? Not a hater at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, that that X know, truck was supposed to be bulletproof. <laughs> it wasn't.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he, obviously he owns the boring company, so you know he has final say. He's been out and checked out the Convention Center Loop before as well. Uh, but you know, Steve Davis, the president of Boring Company is more of the hands-on guy who's down here doing most of that work. So I'm sure he kind of reports to he- to Elon saying, Hey, here's what we're doing here. But, you know, it, it's catching on already, you know, city of Austin, they're looking to add a, a loop kind of system down there also out in Florida. So, you know, we're not just the only ones looking at it. We're going to be the first ones to have, we, we, we are the first ones to have a working, you know, system with the convention center one, but you know, that's going to be a lot, you know, a lot bigger with the, the whole city-wide thing. So, um, He has his hand in it, obviously, but it's going to be more Steve Davis, the president, you know, handling the day-to-day stuff out
1: here. You know, and and DeMond brought up Elon Musk, and that was going to be actually one of my next questions was about the fact that it's Tesla. It's not a train system. It's actual Teslas that are going to be a more of a, if I'm reading this correctly, an A to B instead of an A to station to station to station type situation. Uh, Is is that, do you think that that's going to be a good idea in the long run, or do you think that they might have to switch things up after a while?
2: No, I think that's it's a great idea because you kind of compare it to the monorail where you hop on that and you got to stop at each stop. You know, everyone has to get on and get off. You have to wait for everybody. You know, take some some time here. This is going to be point to point. So say, hey, you get on at the Las Vegas Convention Center and you say, I want to go to Allegiant Stadium. You don't have to stop at each resort along the way. You're going to go right there. They say it takes about five minutes to do that. you know, five or six bucks as well. It's going to be affordable according to, you know, Boring Company's initial estimates. So, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be a great a great idea, not having to stop. Obviously, if there's 51 stations, you're going to be stopping. Right. You know, that'd, be, that'd take a long time to get from, you know, the, the convention center to the stadium. So I think it's a great idea. And it's kind of one of the downfalls of the monorail. You know, it kind of takes too long. Um, one of the other things was it never went to the airport. Uh, the Boring Company has... You know, plans to get to the airport, they're going to end a portion of the tunnel, right, you know, heading towards there. But they have to wait and get some FAA and some other federal approval before that, which takes a little bit longer than doing, you know, the county and city route. So uh, that's eventually on the plans there. So, you know, you know, if all goes well, they said within five to 10 years, it should be, you know, going to the airport as well.
1: All right. I like it. That's good stuff. I think that's kind of cool. little private Tesla take five minutes to get where you're going. Demond, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. I'm uh, skeptical, to say the least. <laughs> De- DeMond is uh, – Mick, don't mind DeMond. He's just uh, – he hasn't slept, so he's, he's, he's cranky. He's cranky guy today. I did want to ask you a couple of different subjects, though I wanted to ask you about Jeremy Aguero. Uh, he was a guy that's been with the Applied Analysis for 24 years. He steps down. Uh, he resigns. He's joining the Raiders in, a, in some kind of capacity. Uh, to your knowledge, what is uh, Jeremy going to be doing for the Silver and Black?
2: Yeah, you know, Jeremy's been around forever. He's played a big role in, you know, a lot of – out here he you know whenever someone wants some financial advice or any kind of you know market feasibility studies raiders did that early on he, he sits on the stadium authority board of staff uh work with the a's when they've been out here you know looking around at possible relocation sites so he's going to be coo and chief analytics officer um so you know he's going to have a major role in the company um you know day-to-day operations and such um so you know, if there's some guy you want to bring on and make sure your company's going in the right direction, I think uh, they, they picked the right guy there.
1: Okay. All right. There you go. Well, congratulations to him getting the job with the Raiders, and, and uh, we'll see how that goes. And I know he's played uh, major roles in, in a lot of things going on around town, so that's a sounds like a good addition. And sticking with the Silver and Black, they're going to have Grambling. The Grambling Marching Band is performing at halftime of the sh- of the game on – I almost said the show, but the game on, uh, on Sunday, it, it sometimes feels like a show. Uh, I get excited about that. The Grambling Marching Band is awesome in my opinion this is something a lot of folks are making mistakes and thinking that this is something that the Raiders all of a sudden just put together right now and they're just trying to uh, make themselves look really good or whatever but this is something that's been in the work for quite a while supposed to happen last year uh how how did this come together and how exciting is it to see them on Sunday
2: yeah I've seen all those uh comments and stuff online as well (laughs) like uh you know everyone always jumps to conclusions but like, like I said this has been in the works for a while obviously uh, you know, a lot of hype behind them, uh, put on a great show. They've been putting on great shows at halftime, you know, each game anyway. Mm-hmm. So this one's going to be one of the larger ones, obviously, with the with the marching band and all that. Um, you know, kind of sticking to that Vegas theme that they always put on a halftime show, usually a pregame show as well. So, you know, just kind of thinking, that hey, we did this for a you know X, Y, Z reasons, um, you know, it's just kind of out of line. Um, obviously, it takes a lot of planning and such, especially with such a large group has the marching band. So, right. um, you know, it's just... It's just something they had planned and, you know, just happened to fall on this week, which, you know, obviously all the fans in attendance are going to, you know, be treated to a great show there.
1: Yeah, no, they will. And, Mick, I'm excited about that because, again, I've always watched the Bayou Classics. I've always watched, the, you know, the Battle of the Bands. I mean, any of those uh, kind of events I could watch, those HBCUs, they always have uh, great marching bands. And the halftime show is more, most of the time, without disrespecting anyone, uh, even better than the games are a lot of the times. And so I can't wait to see uh, the performance they put on at halftime. You mentioned the A's a little earlier. Of course, they've been rumored to be here in Las Vegas. They've had their folks in town looking around at different sites uh where are we at right now with the a's and and their their journey to possibly end up here in the las vegas or the henderson area
2: yeah so you know they've they've taken about six trips out here you know since you know late may um haven't been here for a few weeks they're kind of waiting for the world series to end before they start you know doing any more uh, trips out here they don't want to detract from the play on the field and all that um so you know they've been out here they've been looking at different sites meeting with casino executives, uh, elected officials, and all that. So you know, they're putting in the groundwork for, for sure. Um, so they had like 20-some-odd sites, you know, kind of what they had on their list. Now it kind of whittled down to about a dozen. And they said after the World Series, they're going to kind of make a final three to four site list to kind of make it a little bit more serious Hey, we're here's the ones we're looking at. And we can end up here, you know, or you know, things don't go our way up in Oakland. Um, they're waiting on the Alameda County to possibly vote into a, a – Tax finance district to pay for infrastructure costs if they do the Howard Tournament site out there. Uh, the city's already in it; it's part of their plan, and it's required that the county is part of that plan as well, which they approved. So um, they're going to talk about that at their uh, next week at their meeting. So you know that's going to be a big deal if you know if the county says, "Hey, we don't want to, we're we're not interested in joining." You know this tax district. It's kind of going to put that uh, whole project out there in limbo, which makes Vegas or whatever you know other city they're looking at the relocation. A little bit more real. Uh, Major League Baseball Commissioner uh, Rob Manfred said, "Hey, I don't, I don't really see a way to get to a successful resolution out in Oakland." He said this recently, so that kind of put a little bit more pressure on them out there as well. So, you know, Vegas is looking, you know, a little bit more attractive. But he he did also say, "We're we're not, you know, Vegas isn't the only option. We we can go somewhere else and kind of look around there as well." You know, Nashville, Portland has been moving as well. So we're kind of in a wait and see mode right now. Uh, so, well, I think after the World Series, a lot of this will be a little
1: bit more clear. That's going to be interesting. I, I I like the A's a lot. I've said it multiple times here on the show. I'm a, I'm an A's fan, but I'm not an A's front office fan. I'm just just not. I'm just going to really leave it at that, so we'll see how it all shakes out. And Mick, before we let you go, man, i, I got to ask you, uh, a little birdie, uh, Cassie Soto, let us know that you were an Eagles fan. What What are your thoughts on the game coming up on Sunday, Eagles and Raiders?
2: Yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be a good one. Obviously, the Eagles are having a down year, so I think... And you know they only got you know a couple players that are, you know on the defensive side that do anything of worth at the moment. So I think that the Raiders could be primed to have a pretty big breakout game, especially um, you know some of the people like Waller and Edwards that they're kind of concentrating on rugs a little bit too much. Uh, so you know I think that it's you know it's, it's the makings there for a big game for the Raiders. Obviously the. Eagles fans travel well. I'm kind of focusing on that for my story this week. Nice. Um, About how they're traveling well. I've seen some videos online of some pool planes and, you know, Eagles fans all in there. And their coach also mentioned, hey, he expects to see a lot of green in the stands this weekend. So um, it's going to, you know, it should be a pretty good uh, atmosphere. But I think as far as the game goes, I think the Raiders should, you know, prevail and, you know, go into the bye week with a win.
4: Yeah, Mick, I'm looking at the video that you tweeted out here, and it looks like all these Eagle fans, that they're flying on like a homemade plane. <laughs> What's,
1: um, I did call it a smuggler's plane earlier on the show.
4: <laughs> but but my actual question is, you say 33% of um, the tickets purchased are from the PA zip code. Um, do you have any information of this as equally as high as the Bears game?
2: You know, I didn't get any stats of that, you know, on the Bears game on that. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to say it's probably going to be similar to that. Obviously, their fan base travels well and mm-hmm. – uh, they also mentioned about 20-something percent was out of California, so that's obviously going to be Raiders fans coming in. So it's going to be a good mix, but I would say it's going to be comparable to what you know the mix was with the Bears game.
1: Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. And, Mick, before we let you go, um, UNLV, they came up just a little short last night. Looked like they had that one. I was thinking that they were going to get that dub, and, well, it didn't shake out that way. What were your thoughts on what you saw last night from UNLV and San Jose State?
2: Yeah, I was at the game and you know, it was pretty exciting. That they started off the the kickoff and San Jose State fumbled it. They got it within the twenty and they scored a touchdown right away. So that was looking good. A couple of turnovers. They were playing that you know uh, Rebel Roller slot Machine pretty well there. <laughs> so you know it was looking good. They had a good lead and then you know just being a you know you know be alum and a fan for you know twenty some odd years now. Right. Um, I I wasn't confident you know heading into the second half and. I think Adam Hill made some comment on Twitter about look at the score, It kind of jinxed it. So there we go. So you know they had a, you know a great showing. They've had chances to win most of their games this year within the fourth quarter. Which you know if you look at the record, they haven't won yet, obviously. But you know they put up some good fights, but you know haven't came up with the win yet for since 2019, so, you know, we're kind of waiting for that to happen. I thought it could have maybe happened last night, but, you know, it just wasn't meant to be last night.
1: No, nah, it didn't happen. It was unfortunate, but it did not happen. But uh, what did happen is a great interview, man. We definitely appreciate you joining us here today on the show. Uh, Mick Acres is from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. You can find him on Twitter, at Mick Akers. And you mentioned a story that you got coming out about Eagles fans traveling. Uh, what you got coming out on the Review-Journal that uh, folks should be on the lookout for?
2: Yeah, so I'll be doing that game day, so that'll, I'll post sometime on Sunday. Um, uh, my road warrior column always posts on Monday. I'm doing that about how they're doing some improvements over here by the Dollar Loan Center, where the Silver Knights and uh, the Nighthawks will play indoor football there. Um, you know, just kind of trying to stay up on the boring company stuff and some possibly an A's uh, update next week as well. As that, uh, Alameda County
1: meeting goes out nice well I'll definitely be paying attention my man and I definitely appreciate you kind of like I said having your your fingers and your 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 pulse on everything that's going on around the city we definitely appreciate you and we'll see you Sunday at the game all uh, right, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, there he goes. Mick Akers from the Las Vegas Review-Journal does a great job. And like I said, he's got his finger on the pulse of everything going around in Las Vegas. And there's plenty going around this weekend. Plenty of going on this weekend. Definitely uh, a lot of appreciation to Mick for joining us there at that moment. 3.17 is the time. It's really probably 3.15 because my computer uh, clock, I realize, uh, I've been told by Damon in the commercial break that my computer clock is fat. How does that happen even, by the way?
4: I don't know because I, everything that I'm looking at, I know. I just didn't have the heart to tell you. I guess I finally had to say something. No, but you know know what's funny
1: is I'm looking at my computer. It says 317. I look at my phone. It says 315. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why my computer's two minutes fast. How does that even happen? Just got to rewind that a little bit. But how does that, how does it get two minutes fast? You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Just a little delay in that uh, East Coast to West Coast uh, move there. It's not a delay. It would be That would be two hours. (laughs) I was in the central time zone. That would be two hours ahead. It would be 5.17 right now. I don't know, man. Maybe you've been two minutes ahead your whole life. (laughs) You know what? I like that. I'm going to use that as a slogan. Your boy Q been two minutes ahead his whole life. Not according to my mom. She said that I was stubborn and took a long time for me to pop out. So I was the last time I was late. Every time else, I've been early. I guess that's a good thing sometimes. Anyway, thank you to Mick Akers. We definitely appreciate his time. Coming up at 3.30, Jeff Benson from Circus Sports will join us. But Red Nation, got a few minutes to hear from you. Sam and Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. And also, the Red Nation listener line 702-365-9200. This is Red Nation Radio 920. Stays in to help blocking down the middle deep for Ruggs. Ruggs has got it. 10, 5. Yeah, baby. Jackpot. Vegas
3: touchdown. He failed. He's really, really fast. I mean, he's so fast. He makes...
0: Fast people look not fast. Welcome back to Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q.
1: Coming up at 3.30, Jeff Benson from Circus Sports will join us to talk some uh, NFL action, where to lay your money on, uh, what games he's looking at, and, uh, and again, how you can win some money this upcoming weekend in the NFL game. But right now, we want to hustle out to the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Talk to our guy, Fargo Raider. What's on your mind this afternoon, my man?
5: Hey, the morning queue, my guys. How are y'all today?
1: Chilling, man. How you doing?
5: Good, good. Can't say I'm doing too bad. It's Friday.
1: I heard that. I,
5: I wanted to start off by saying I don't think y'all sound like a old couple. I think you sound more like the OGs from the barber shop in coming to America. i <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! My <Adam. laughs>
1: name is Clay. I'm a of Clay. <laughs> if a man yeah, wants to all. change his name <laughs> to
4: Muhammad Ali, Joe <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> <Hey, Louis. laughs>
5: Man, <laughs> that's a
1: good one. I, I'm trying to yes, censor sir. myself at the same time. That's good stuff. I like that.
5: <laughs> yes, sir. And I, I'll, I'm gonna uh, go with the question of the day to start off. I think uh, we would probably be with maybe two wins if we hadn't if we hadn't had uh Bradley come in. You know, If we mm-hmm. hadn't had the the changes. We wouldn't have that safety that changed the the, the momentum in Miami. And I don't know if that ball gets punched out in the first game versus the Ravens for that win. I was there for that, and man, that the whole the whole stadium changed their mood as soon as that happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: You know what I mean? The, I think the key for the game. I've been listening to your podcast, man. So I'm a, I'm gonna piggyback off what you're saying. I think the D, the D line needs to to feel the edges and get that interior push going cause, and uh, and no arm tackles. I don't see no arm tackles because if they do. Hurts will be gone, man, and we don't need that. Right. I'm also going to say we need to take advantage of that weak linebacker play. Uh, it's a perfect opportunity to set up them screens, you know, and underneath routes. So I think it'll be a big game for Waller and Renfro. Uh, I think and we need to keep the foot on the gas. We need to go up early and just keep on with the boot on their throats. We can't let them come back even if it isn't garbage time. I want to see – Not just the total domination on the field, but I want to see it in the score.
1: I like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Just win,
5: baby, and you guys have a good afternoon and weekend.
1: All right, brother. You too. Appreciate you, man. Great call. Great stuff as, as always, and I like that, man. He said we sound like the cats in the barbershop, and I'll tell you, man, I say it all the time. That's how I got my start was talking trash in the barbershop, and, we, you know, we get loud, and we ain't got no sense, but we have a good time. Yo, and I, I love coming to America so much. Like, no, how, said could that, like how could you not? How could you not? He said
4: ogs and barbs. I was like, cool, thank you. Then he said, from coming to America, yo, it's even better. Even better.
1: Yeah, no, he's he's got a good one right there. I like that. Great call right there from Fargo Raider. Also got a couple good text messages on the Salmon Ash text line, and really appreciate all the text messages, man. Great stuff. Six nine one eight seven. Keyword is R N R. Raider J in Sacramento said, that is the same excuse I give my boss every day. I supposedly leave early from work. <laughs> so uh he's talking about the time. I love it when we were talking about the time in the last uh last hour. Uh how about this? Uh Sir Whiskey Ray, Q and D. I have to chime in on last night's San Jose State UNLV you can game. Right there. No, 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 we can't. <laughs> great comeback win for my Spartans. Met a met a ton of great passionate and nice rebel fans. Mad, prop to, mad props to UNLV fans. Made my experience a fun one. I absolutely love Allegiant. Can't wait to come back for Raiders football. Wow. Beautiful stadium. As I recover here in Vegas, I got to get my Raiders shout out. Raiders win this weekend versus Philly 31-14 with car passing for 305 yards and two TDs. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. What do you think about that?
4: Well, yeah, the Raiders prediction, that's real good stuff right there. So, Whiskey Ray, I really hope that that happens. But, he said uh,
1: the UNLV fans were awesome. He gave them props. That's that's including you.
4: Oh man, let me tell you, that last game, that Utah State game, you know that was a heartbreaker too. And there were these two punk kids. There was like a couple of rows in front of me. Why and they gotta they, be punks? Because they were. They looking back at the crowd. They giving us the shush. They saying <laughs> it's over. They telling us to go oh, home. Oh, so they were doing you. And they were pulling just, at you. And it was like okay. one of those boy. You know, like if you could just have like a good five seconds.
1: Of violence, The only ones, the only fans that ever get on my nerves at an event, this is the only time that I really even get annoyed because, hey, if you're at the game, you're supposed to have, do you, you're supposed to have your fun, if you're going to shush the crowd, shush the crowd, that's fine, I don't, I don't mind that. The only thing that irritates the mess out of me is when the person behind me starts kicking in the back of my chair, <laughs> that's what irritates me. That I gets mean, on my nerves. They
4: were doing like the Hulk Hogan hand to the ear move and all <laughs> that. Boy, I was oh, like, "That one got and, you good." And I can't, can't do. I n- can't hear you. Can't do nothing about it, too. What'd you say, Devon? <laughs> Crickets. But I'll get the, the San Jose <laughs> State people. They were They were a little have been nicer.
1: Okay. But those kids from Utah State, boy. Whoo. <laughs> they were. They were giving you the business, huh? I heard that. Got a text from <laughs> Raider Dre in San Jose. Yo, Q. I'm a mailman too. So, so to be nice, we're uh, your ratings. <laughs> I love listening to the show while I'm, while I'm humping the mail. And you know, that's, that's awesome. We got a lot of mailman listeners. That's cool. Yo, man, driving around. I, I get it. One of my best friends in Texas was the mailman. And that's how I have him listed in my phone right now to this day is mailman. And uh, he's a real good dude. Uh, he always used to come in. We used to talk sports before the show and he, he was a big Aggies fan. So he'd always talk. Uh, he'd always talk a lot of Aggies with me and everything. Uh, but he was a big Lester Hayes fan. Because okay. he was Aggie, yeah. So he always would talk some Raiders with me. He was a good, he was a great dude, and he was a hell of a a, a, a a chef, man. That dude could barbecue. Every once in a while, he blessed us, and he'd bring in some barbecue chicken or something. Look out, bro!
4: Everybody's got a little secret talent.
1: And hey man, it wasn't no secret talent, man. We knew that that dude could cook. <laughs> that dude, he had some skills. So shout out to uh, Raider Dre in San Jose, uh, the mailman. We got the mailman Raider. We got all day Raider A hit us up. Big Dub Raider hit us up appreciate all these text messages, man. A lot of good stuff. We did get a text earlier. I was talking about Nico Ali Walsh. Uh, we got a, talk, say, a text saying uh, he isn't just that guy. He's Muhammad Ali's grandson. No, you're right. And, and that's, that was part of the conversation we had with him when we were on the show is that uh, he was Muhammad Ali's grandson and he was living through that legacy. And, you know, he actually got Muhammad Ali's blessing to go out there and be a boxer. And uh, we had a really good conversation with him uh, when he had a le- what was fight. Was it in Vegas? I can't remember how long ago. What was it a couple months ago now at this point, right? No, it was his, it was
4: his debut, and it was uh, It was in Oklahoma, actually. Was it really? Yeah. I thought it was here in town. It was no, in Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah, okay, he to, yeah. Okay. He was he was, he's a was UNLV a... guy, though, too. Yes, he went to UNLV. Okay. His brother uh, played for UNLV. He was a linebacker.
1: Oh, okay. All right, I see you. I see you with the knowledge right there. All right, yeah. good stuff. Good stuff. I definitely appreciate you. Well, let me look at my phone to get the right time. 328 is the time. When we come back, we'll be talking to Jeff Benson from Circle. Jeff Benson from Circus Sports will be talking all things money lines. We'll do it next here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: Welcome back. welcome back to unnecessary roughness, unnecessary roughness here on raider nation radio 920 so i'm gonna have to kick you you know what today here's your boy q
1: every friday about 3 30 we have jeff benson from circus sports on to talk all things money lines talk about the nfl weekend and give us a couple games to talk about where you could possibly play some money and uh and win some money so uh, right now on the phone lines is jeff and jeff we do appreciate your time as always my man and Week seven. This is week seven already. Uh, the, the Browns and the Broncos got it kicked off last night. The Browns come away with the victory. First of all, before we get started, what did you think about that game? Case Keenum is the backup quarterback, and a third-string running back gets it done for the Browns over the Broncos. What were your thoughts on last night's game?
3: Yeah, certainly uh, interesting. Uh, obviously, that number, uh, you know, open somewhere in the four-and-a-half, five-range, uh, you know, depending upon where you look. Um, and then, obviously, you know, once it became apparent, uh, that Baker wasn't going to play, obviously, with that shoulder injury. Uh, you know, obviously, that line cratered and was below a field goal. So, not necessarily the best result uh, in, in terms of Browns winning by three and it going under. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, most people uh, who bet early uh, were taking the points on the Broncos, uh, and then, obviously, we took some Brown money late, you know, whether it was at one, one-and-a-half, two. Uh, to fall in there, we kind of got sided, middled. Uh, but that's kind of the nature of the beast, obviously, Uh, you know, Case Keenum certainly looked like a downgrade from Baker, uh, you know, probably worth two, two and a half points. And then obviously, there were some cluster injuries uh, with the Browns. But uh, conversely, on the other side, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater has come back to earth, Uh, obviously, you know, with no Jerry Judy, uh, you know, they've they've struggled to really move the ball. Uh, And it looked like a a very defensive game. Uh, So we saw a lot of interest on the under there. So Uh, You know, Cleveland goes out to four and two, obviously, uh, uh, you know, the Broncos drop a game uh, and they're both in very, very competitive divisions. And, uh, you know, the AFC uh, looks like it has some really, really competitive teams this year. So obviously we're in week seven now. Uh, the, the, The season's flying along. Uh, you know, got, 10 more weeks to go to get to the end of the regular season. And, uh, you know, the playoff race is, uh, certainly starting to heat up.
1: Jeff, before we get into some, some plays for this week, uh, as far as the Browns going their injury, especially to Baker Mayfield. Now he, he's saying that he's going to play. I mean, he's trying to muscle through it, but, uh, that injury seems to be pretty bad for him and they're dealing with a bunch of injuries. How do you see the lines changing or, or being affected by all the injuries, including Baker Mayfield that the Browns have?
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the downgrade from Baker to Case is worth something. Uh, some might think it's worth more than others. Uh, Chris Bennett, who does uh, the entirety of our NFL products, uh, he, he thinks the drop off's about two points. Um, but I think also when you look at it, you know, there was no Kareem Hunt. Uh, Nick Chubb missed his second game in a row. Uh, Beckham and, um, Landry, uh, have both dealt with injuries and then obviously they had some, uh, you know, issues on the offensive line as well. But, uh, Dearness Johnson came out, uh, you know, he certainly looked apart. The uh, they were able to run the ball and, uh, obviously their defense played very well, uh, also. Uh, if, if, Baker's not able to finish out the year or he's not healthy, you know, I, I, I don't think, uh, you know, they're going to be in the mix without him. Uh it's there's certain it's you know, certainly a drop off there. Um, and obviously, you know, right now, Baltimore looks like the class
1: of the AFC North. Yeah, no, they really do. They've been playing some good ball and they got a big one this weekend, uh, Baltimore and, uh, and Cincinnati, and I didn't think I'd be saying that, but the, here here we are. So, we're talking right now with Jeff Benson, Circus Sports. You can find Circus Sports on Twitter, at Circus Sports. And Jeff, uh, let's get into some games. Let's get into some plays this uh, this weekend. How about this one? Uh, the Buccaneers and the Bears. The Chicago Bears were just here in town a couple weeks ago, got the victory over the Raiders. And Tampa Bay, it looks like they're pretty good but as i saw earlier today they got a lot of injuries lots of guys that are out this week for uh, tampa bay uh what are your thoughts on this one what are the lines telling you
3: yeah so currently right now we sit at box minus 11 and a half uh you know the way the buccaneers have been able to move the ball uh has really been through the air and that prolific passing attack obviously led by uh you know tom brady and then you know his wideouts, you know chris godwin uh, antonio brown and then mike evans uh you know to your point, uh, it looks like no Rob Gronkowski this week, uh, you know, which I don't think is a big issue, obviously, with Cameron Braid and O.J. Howard in tow behind him. Um, and then, obviously, with no Antonio Brown, you, you, you still have two confident wideouts um, in, in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And I think they'll also be able to run the ball with you know, Ronald Jones and, uh, obviously, Leonard Fournette uh, you know, being the starter there. So, to me, I would be looking uh, to back the Buccaneers in this spot. Currently, we're at 11-and-a-half. Uh, this is just a, a game for me uh, in which I think the Bears defense is really going to struggle. And then when you conversely look at how the Bears are going to score and what the Buccaneers defense does well, the Buccaneers have been so stout uh, with their run defense. Um, and I think they'll be able to stop, you know, Khalil Herbert um, and, and that rushing attack of the Bears. Uh, and, and that leads me then to believe that obviously the Bears would have to put, uh, you know, the ball in Justin, or, uh, Justin Fields' hands uh, and really push it downfield. Uh, Allen Robinson has not been very good this year. Um, and Justin Fields, I don't know that uh, he's the guy you really want to be pushing the ball down the field. Uh, he has not passed the ball effectively this year. I uh, like that. I think uh, given the game script and the fact that the Bears are going to be down. Uh, Or would would lead to believe that they're going to be down. I think they're going to have a hard time moving the ball through the air uh, if they are playing catch up. So for me, uh, I'd be looking to lay the points here, uh, eleven and a half currently, uh, and back the Buccaneers in this spot. You know, I think you know if the Buccaneers are able to come out uh, and get you know twenty four, twenty eight plus points in this matchup, I think it's going to be really hard for. Uh, you know, the Bears to score and keep up uh, and, and ultimately cover and be inside that number when all is said and done.
1: There you go right there. That's the information right there on the Bucks and the Bears. We're talking right now with Jeff Benson from Circus Sports here on Raider Nation Radio 920. How about this one? How about the Panthers and the G-Men, the Giants? The Giants got a lot of questions at the quarterback position. The Panthers, they got some questions at quarterback as well. Uh, they've been rumored to be in the Deshaun Watson conversation right now. They're rocking with Sam Darnold and they're on a losing streak. So Panthers and Giants, what's the numbers look like, and uh, where, where are you leaning on this one?
3: Currently, we sit at Panthers minus three, even. Uh, I think if you look around the market, you can probably find some two and a half, uh or three reduced juice. Um, for me, if this is uh, you know Panthers are nothing, I think when you look at the injury report for the Giants, no Kadarius Tony, no Kenny Galladay, no Saquon Barkley. Uh, obviously, Evan Ingram's very banged up. Doesn't look like Sh- Sterling Shepard's going to go. Uh, Darius Slayton, uh, questionable as well. Offensively, uh, outside of Daniel Jones, you know, when you look at their running backs and their wide receivers and their tight ends, very, uh, you know, skeptical at this point about who uh, is going to be able to play. Uh, and given the injuries I just listed, I don't know how this team is going to, to ultimately be able to score and move the ball. Uh, it's more of a play against the Giants uh, than it really is a play on the Panthers. You know, obviously, uh, I, I think that defense uh, is, is going to be able to pl- uh, play well and, and contain Daniel Jones and that team. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm not you know overly enthused about Sam Darnold, but uh, he can't really be worse than what he's been the last couple <laughs> of weeks. Right. Uh, and I think when you look at this this uh, matchup uh, and ultimately what each team does well. Uh, Carolina is top five, uh, in, in terms of, you know, rush rate, uh, in, in getting to the quarterback. And I think it's conversely when you look at the Giants and their offense and what they're not able to do well, uh, would certainly be protecting Daniel Jones, uh, and, and that pass rush. Uh, obviously their offensive line for years, uh, has been much maligned. Uh, and Andrew Thomas, who is their best offensive lineman, uh, and plays arguably the most important position uh left tackle uh he's out for this game as well uh i have a hard time believing that the panthers aren't going to be able to get home uh pressure daniel jones speed him up and then obviously with not a lot of his offensive weapons this week i think they're really going to struggle to score so con- you know while this total may be 43 and you know project to be a low scoring game i'd certainly be looking to lay anything less than a field goal uh, or three even Uh, on the Panthers in this spot.
1: Talking all things money lines right now with uh, Jeff Benson from Circus Sports here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, Good info right there on the Panthers and Giants. and uh, Jeff, this is going to be the one that I think most people listening to the station right now are going to be fired up and excited about how about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans? Tennessee coming off the big win on Monday night against the Buffalo Bills. Kansas City, well, they've been the cream of the crop of the AFC West for so long, but currently right now they're in a position that they're not used to. Uh, how are you feeling this game? What's the lines looking like on this game? Uh, where, where's the money being laid?
3: Yeah, currently we're at Chiefs minus four and a half. It feels like a lot of a lot of my plays have been either for or against uh, the Titans. Uh, last week I was on the uh, the Titans. I thought they were going to do really well in that spot against Buffalo, and ultimately they were able to get home. Uh, This week I'm going to go against them. Uh, I'm looking to lay the four and a half with Kansas City. Uh, I I think people have downgraded Kansas City maybe too prematurely. I think when you look at them, obviously they've had struggles defensively, uh, but when you look at the offensive metrics and what they've been able to do, uh, they lead the league uh, in yards or uh, in in terms of scoring uh, per drive, uh, but I think you know, where they've struggled, uh, they also lead the league in turnover. So I-, I think when variance kind of evens itself out uh, and they're not turning the ball over as much, uh, they'll certainly be able to uh, only increase uh, on that offensive, pro- uh, you know, that offensive uh, efficiency uh, and how prolific they've been to start the year. And they'll be able to increase, you know, the points they've scored per drive, which is at a league-leading metric currently. So uh, when you look at Tennessee, obviously it's going to be a short week for them, uh, given their Monday night game against Buffalo. Um, you know, they were able to run Derrick Henry uh, kind of, you know, through the ground. Uh, obviously, he's been great these last couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, A.J. Brown, food poisoning from his, uh, you know, Chipotle outing, um, and, and then obviously... Julio may or may not play. I think with both of the wide receivers banged up, Tennessee on a short week. Uh, they also lost a couple of their corners, which doesn't bode well uh, with Kansas City coming into town. Uh, for me, I'd be looking to take the uh, you know lay the points here, take the four and a half uh, on Kansas City. Like I said, I think the market um, has downgraded them too much at the start of the year. I think a lot of that has to do with uh, you know their turnover metrics, and I think if some of that stuff normalizes. You know that offense will continue to be very prolific uh, and efficient and operate at a high rate. Uh, and like I said, I think uh, with with the defensive struggles um, and the injuries uh, that the Titans have currently, uh, I would I would be looking to take the Chiefs in this spot.
1: There you go, good stuff. Our our resident Titan fan here in the studio with me, uh, Jeff, is is heartbroken right now. He's just kind of looking at me like, how could he go against the Tennessee Titans? Yeah, uh, Jeff, you're throwing out too many numbers there,
4: Jeff. You can't <laughs> you can't measure heart. <laughs> you can't measure one, to, Jeff. You got a number for that?
3: <laughs> I, no, no number for that. Exactly. Uh, obviously, that's uh, that's built into the lines. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I, I think on a short week uh, after that hard-fought victory against Buffalo uh, and with the, with that defense uh, and all those corners they've lost, like I said, do, doesn't, uh, to me, feel like a great spot for the Titans. Um, so I, I would certainly not be looking to, uh, to back them this week. Uh, but that's not to say that Brable and the boys can't come out and compete and play hard. Uh, but like I said, I, I think this is a really good spot to back uh, Kansas City. Um, and I think uh, you know it's, it's not very often uh, you find a you know a Super Bowl contender, uh, particularly one like the Chiefs that have been you know maybe a little bit undervalued early in the season.
1: There you go. See, and and Demond, he didn't say you can't you can't root for the team with your your heart. You just can't root for him know. with your money, your some wallet n- this week. Some That's of those all. numbers lead no. the league in
4: turnovers. Well, They're no. allowing the most yards yeah, per game. But
1: he's talking about keeping money in your pocket. He's telling about don't waste your money on them this week. That's all. You can root for him with your heart all you want. Just don't waste your hard-earned money. That's what he's telling you, Jeff. I'm trying to learn him. He'll learn. He'll learn it one of these times, Jeff. We'll we'll get him up to speed at some point. Uh, Great stuff, as always, my man. I definitely appreciate you. What do you got coming out? Uh, What Circus Sports got going on that folks should be on the lookout for and and, and go on over and enjoy?
3: Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, we're we're winding down, getting closer towards the holidays. Um, You know, it'll be a great, uh, you know, following uh, NFL Sunday, uh, you know, with Halloween approaching. Uh, but if you want to come out, uh, you know, Stadium Swim, uh, 365, uh, you know, the pools are heated, nice. fantastic viewing experience, you know, whether college, you know, you're interested in college football uh, or NFL. And then obviously, you know, we're, we're in the heart of baseball playoffs uh, and then hockey and basketball are back. So certainly a, uh, you know, a sports uh, fan's dream, uh, you know, October in November are the best months for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously here in the world's largest three-story sports book and the world's largest pool amphitheater, uh, you can't go wrong in terms of coming out, uh, rooting on your bets, and you know watching your favorite teams.
1: There you go. Can't go wrong with that. And I know I can't swim, but I can get into a heated pool. I can stand. <laughs> I can stand and look good. So uh, that sounds good to me. Jeff, thank you so much, my man. Great stuff as always. We do appreciate you. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games, and we look forward to talking to you next week.
3: I'm good, guys. Enjoy your weekend.
1: All right, there you go, Jeff Benson. CircusSports.com. Uh, Cir- Circus Sports, actually, just check it out. Uh, go on over there and head out. And uh, there you go. You lay your money, and you can't get mad when a man's giving you advice on keeping money in your pocket. You got, you got mad, like he said, the team can't win. He just ain't gonna waste. He ain't gonna put his money on the team. That's all. It's a difference right. when you're talking about just a game and picking a game, and you're picking with your 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 wallet. You're spending money. Yo, yo He brought no. up every good reason why not to place money. On the Titans, and he's not wrong about that.
4: Y'all gonna let the Jedi mind trick fool you? He's telling you the opposite of what he wants to do because they want to take y'all money. Put your money
1: on the Titans. He no, he's giving you every reason why you better not put the money on the Titans, and he's he's bringing up very valid points. Now I picked the Titans to win the game.
4: Come on, y'all, y'all gonna?
1: But I if I if I went okay,
4: expert that's got all the numbers in the backing, or me who's going off blind faith?
1: (laughs) Exactly, not you going off blind faith. Not when it has to do with my money. Now, if it's just what's your gut feeling and I ain't got no money on the line, fine. I've bet with my heart. I've I've made I've made picks of my heart all the time.
4: All right, y'all. I'll give you a penny on the dollar for
1: every dollar you lose. You ain't got a penny on the dollar. Penny on the dollar, you lose a dollar, I'll give you a penny. You ain't got that. I know I know how much you make. All right, <laughs> let's go to, let's go to break, guys. <laughs> I know how much you make. Let's go to break. I'm trying to make sure you have some cash so you can get to uh you can get some gas money so you can get to work every day. I'm trying to hook you up, man. I'm trying to help you out.
4: Y'all see how capitalism does us?
1: Hey, man, look, money is—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's the root, man. It's the root of all evil. But you gotta have it. It's one of those things you gotta have it. If you ain't got it, you're in trouble. There's a reason why everyone who's been taxing us is talking about they're at work, because <laughs> they gotta make money. There's a reason why you get here early in the morning, because you're trying to make money. Oh, look at this. Oh, we'll get to these texts when we come back. We'll take a quick break. 3:40, 340, 3:47 is 3:48 now. Is the time? Appreciate Jeff Benson from Circus Sports uh, joining us right there to break it all down. We're gonna come on back, man. Close out the show. Close out the week. This is how we get down. It's unnecessary roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: Welcome back, Welcome back to unnecessary roughness. unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm gonna have to kick you, you know what today. Here's your boy Q.
1: Yeah, man, only got a couple more minutes left of today's show. I, f- I feel like we just took over the airwaves. I feel like we just signed on and said, hey, welcome into the show. We're going to be here for the next three hours. Now I look up, we got a couple minutes left. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel some kind of way, but it's all right. We're going to work it out. The week really just flew by. It does. Every week flies by. And I mean, that's why I love what we do, because every day is something is something new. You know what I mean? It's not like we're we're doing something that is the same routine every single day like we have the same we have the same outline we're doing the radio show but every day you never know what to expect you never know you know what we're going to be talking about where we're going to go what direction we're going to talk we don't know what Demond's going to say that's going to be silly i mean it's just it, it's it's one of those situations that's why i love have Cody Benjamin on to
4: talk about the eagles and then he's got a groundbreaking right. tweet about exactly. how congress
1: exactly exactly you, you watch know those so emails as well that's what that's what i love about this you just really Never know how it's gonna shake out. Uh, Sam and Ash, text line. We got a couple great texts that I want to hit before the show's over, and I think we got a call that we got to hit as well. So we're gonna do this quick, fast, and hurry. Six nine one eight seven. Keyword R and (laughs) R. Three more hours. Vinny, don't mind a night off. Vinny's Vinny's at the TI. We're going to check in with Vinny in a minute. I know Vinny's on the grind, man. He's out there putting out so much content. He's at the facility, and I wasn't able to go out to the facility today because we took over early today. So I wasn't able to check out what Rich Versace had to say, but Vinny's got that coming up, so he's got some really good stuff. How about this text? Raider Tony here in Vegas. He says, hey, I'm a mailman here in Vegas. Love your show. I listen every day. We have got it in with the mailman. Never going to have a package missing. Hell. (laughs) <laughs> Shout out to the U.S. Postal Service, man. That's and, what I'm talking and the, about.
4: And the texture who also said he delivers for Amazon. Does there you go. It does count.
1: Yes, you damn right. Hey, I was a FedEx guy. I was FedEx ground, baby. What can FedEx do for you? Well, that's a UPS line, huh? <laughs> what can Brown do for you? Shout out to UPS, too, man. I'm, I'm always good friends with UPS, but I was a FedEx dude, FedEx ground. And actually, we found a story about... Found out something today, not today, earlier this week. I was meeting with Natalie, who's uh, in charge of everything that goes on here. She does a great job uh, here at Lotus Broadcasting. But we were looking for something. We were looking for a package that the FedEx guy delivered and she signed for. She definitely didn't sign for. And he didn't deliver it to the right building, which I told her as a former FedEx guy that that's a big no-no. I said, well, how did – I said, who signed for it? And she said, and Marsh. I said, isn't that you? And she said, yes. And so I said, oops, (laughs) and <laughs> she looked at me and she said, what? I go, that means that the FedEx guy signed it and just signed your name because he was used to you signing it. Because that's what we did. I could tell myself because I'm not working there anymore. When we knew who the person was and we're really good, have a good relationship with them, we just signed their name. Like I'd sign D. Cotton. You know, I just put it in the in the, uh, in the the thing, D. Cotton. And that would mean, okay, DeMond signed for it and I just scribble your signature. And yeah. then I would leave the package somewhere that I figured you'd get it. But you're not supposed to do that as a FedEx guy. You're supposed to make sure that you get a signature. You can never sign it yourself, but we did it all the time because we knew that uh, the, the clients and the customers that we had, we had a good relationship with them, so it wasn't a big deal. But this case, is obviously a big deal. So uh, Natalie and someone else here in the building had to go to the place that the FedEx guy left it at to go pick up the package, which she obviously did not sign for, so that guy's going to get in trouble. So if you're listening... It was a good idea, but wrong building. You got to make sure you got the right building. It's tough, man. It's hard being the FedEx guy. You're only allowed to bring. No, seriously. I had a truck that I would deliver 300 to 400 packages a day, right? You're only allowed to bring back one package per hundred. And then you still get a passing grade. If you bring back more than that, you fail for the day. So say I have 300 packages I deliver and I bring back four. I got an F. Why I got an F when I delivered 296 of them successfully. That's the pressure that you're under. So sometimes you have to cut a corner or two or three to get it done. I used to call my, my customers and be like, hey, hey, dog, I got a package for you. I'm not going to get there before you close up shop. I'll meet you on the side of the highway. And I would. I would deliver the package on the side of the highway because I knew where they'd be. I Just anything. That's why you have phone numbers. That's why you have contacts. That's why you create good relationships.
4: Somebody's going to text in and be like, hey, Q, I'm that delivery guy for FedEx, man. Love well, then the show, I'm giving them a heads up. At least I'm giving a, <laughs> No, I'm giving them a heads
1: up like hey man you're gonna i mean they already called fedex they already know i'm giving them a heads up of what's coming down the pipeline big dub raider said we do the same see oh i'm a ups driver big dub Raider, yes oh shout out to i don't want to give them the real name (laughs) i don't want you to get in trouble big dub but uh yeah you're right you're right that's how we roll anyway mail
4: time ladies and gentlemen
1: (laughs) It's all good, man. Vinny Boston, yours coming up next in the huddle. Live from the TI, baby. Treasure Island, Golden Circle Sportsbook. Great place to be and hang out. Get some great sports talk. Have some fun. Have some food. Have some drinks. And Vinny's going to take you home the right way on a Friday night. I'm out. We'll holler. We'll talk on Sunday from the Coors Light Landing inside Allegiant Stadium. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Peace.